0: Hey, good people. I want to talk with you about how to manage bad sales managers. This is the Sales Ops Effect, where we strengthen our skills as strategic leaders to grow businesses with integrity. And, you know, I don't really mean bad. I mean people who should be on your side you should be working together towards the same goal but if it feels like if you have evidence for more specifically that they seem to be doing things a little bit differently they're guiding people to do things differently against the system and against the process that you have created and ideally has been agreed then you're gonna need to talk to them directly one-on-one and i know that might sound frightening But how else is this going to get fixed? So an example being the sales manager would be using the dashboards that you've created on your CRM system to be having their one-to-ones with people weekly or bi-weekly, whenever that happens, right? And it's the sales manager that should be, you know, checking those numbers to see if they're correct. If... The sales manager is like, oh, it's okay. Just do it on the next cell and show it to me on the next cell. They are actively working against the maturity, the progress of the sales team, and for business growth. That is that is just it. That's plain and simple. If there are standard meetings, that another example. If there are standard meetings that a salesperson needs to be having uh, with um, operations or the delivery team about their clients, and the sales manager is saying. Oh, well, no, you don't have to turn up to those. That's an issue. Okay. If the salespeople have been asked by marketing to enter their leads into the system and they just aren't doing it, they're just keeping them in their own little pocketbooks for weeks and weeks and weeks. And the sales manager's like, oh, yeah, but it's not really important. Just save it up and do it like once a month or something like that. That is an issue. So firstly, how do you ideally stop these problems from happening in the beginning is by gaining buy-in from the sales managers. When you're implementing systems and processes for salespeople to collaborate internally with their peers, those systems and processes can't just come from your mind and just exist. You need to communicate these things. You need to be asking questions. You need to be getting buy-in. You need to be hearing from the people who are going to actually be doing the work, what would work for them, and find the balance before you just implement a new system or process. You can't just come in and slap something down and say, do it, because that's not going to work. People are going to retaliate, and or they'll just change things left, right, and center, and you don't know what's going on. You need to get buy-in. You need to communicate regularly, and then, ideally, those new systems and processes can be very well embedded so that we don't have all of these issues. But let's say you've been doing that and there's still a problem. Things just still aren't done. And you've confirmed that the problem is the sales manager. You don't want to presume it's a sales manager because you're going to be in a world for her. Like, what did I say? World of her. Anyway, don't presume. Don't presume. Insight. You need to ask questions. You need to really assess the situation. It's all a part of the sales ops framework. If you know, you know. Um, so ask and, you know, you, you're not going to want to go to the sales manager immediately and be like, hey, these people aren't following the framework. Are you telling them to doing it wrong? They're not following the process. It's you, isn't it? You don't do that. But, you know, you go to a couple of salespeople and you ask them, OK, so how was this process working for you? How has it changed in the last few months from how it was before? And you get them to answer you because They will tell you if they're doing it properly or not, particularly if you ask it in a certain way. So you might you're not going to go and read out all of the instructions and say, "Are you following these instructions to the letter?" That's not how it works. You ask them how things are going, and just be like, "Okay, so, and you know, when did you tell Natalie about this? You know, or did they did they give you information uh, within a reasonable amount of time? Do you remember how long it took?" It's those kinds of open soft human questions that you want to ask in order to be able to establish the truth. And then you can go to the sales manager and say, I've been talking to a few people and they're doing things this way. Do you know what's happening? Because that wasn't what we agreed for the systems and processes. And what's really interesting is they might just straight up tell you, Oh, well, I told them they didn't need to do that for this reason. Because generally speaking, sales managers aren't going to actively work against someone for no reason. So they will just stay. And if they are actively telling their people to work against systems and processes, then that's where you can take that forward and deal with it and and figure out, well, he's telling them, he or she's telling them to do it differently because he thinks, he she thinks that it can be done faster or more efficiently. And it could be the case that things are being done more efficiently that way, in which case you need to adapt your process. Or if it's not the case that things are more efficient and they're actually causing problems elsewhere, that really needs to be highlighted. And then you can continue having the discussion about how do we come to, ter- come to terms with this? But on the other hand, you've got situations where you've been doing this research for the salespeople and you go to the sales manager and say, okay, so this is what's been happening. You don't use names. Research is research. You don't want to be actively getting people into trouble because they happen to tell you the truth about their world. But you say, this is what I've learned as a result of a little bit of, you know, checking in uh, research that I've been doing with the team. And do you know about this? Has there been, like, I'll, I'll give you an example. So, uh, one time we did a bit of research. Uh, my coordinator and I we did a bit of research with the salespeople about um, whether they were splitting up their invoices in half because it was part of it was for like research into something new, and then the rest of the invoice for was for actually carrying out the work. Right, and some people simply were just waiving the re- the, the research fee and then just only charging for the work fee. And some people weren't waiving the research fee, but only it's sending that out, um, getting that invoiced right at the end. So several months down the line, once everything had been sorted out. And so enough people had said that they did things differently that I said, okay. So what we need here is some guidelines around what to do because they're doing things differently. And if there is a certain amount um, where uh, by which you can waive a research fee, like it's too low to warrant actually invoicing, then we need to know what that is, so we can get that firmed up and everybody understands. If there are certain projects where you don't want to send out the research fee at the beginning, you want to send everything out at the end, then let's know exactly what that is, so that everybody is clear. Rather than the salespeople having to figure these things out on their own, they shouldn't have to figure out systems and processes that should just exist around them and they can play within it. They shouldn't be having to go, Oh, well, I'm just like, I'll figure this bit and figure that you want them focused on the client. You want them focused on the client and know that what they need to do internally is communicate and share information and deal with any issues if there are any issues, but you don't want them having to figure out their own system and figure out their own process because things aren't firm. And so, that's the research. That was the results of the research that myself and my coordinator had gotten. Right. And when I spoke to the sales manager about it and I said, okay, so can we just get some firm rules around this, please? What is the amount by which if it's less than that, you don't have to charge a research fee. And the look that he gave me (laughs) was like, there isn't an amount. What do you mean people aren't charging the research fee? I'm like, Oh, because, this was the amount that this person, anonymous, presumed it was. It's like, there isn't an amount. Everybody should be charging for all of the research fees. So now you've given the sales manager information that they didn't previously have. The look was priceless. And so again, I asked about, okay, so when you've got the research PO, can that invoice go out straight away or does it wait till the end? Are there any um, reasons why it should be one or the other because I understood it initially as the invoice should go out the moment we've got the po for research there's no reason to wait until the work has been fully completed you can split it up you know it's good for cash flow it's like yeah it is it's supposed to go out immediately and he's like so some people are just waiting until the end and some people are waving the research I'm like yes yes they are so by having that kind of conversation it gets to the bottom of what the issue is and that's not the sales manager being bad they just didn't know and so you can come to your own conclusions whether you think that that means that they were a bad sales manager or not but you can't know any everything right so that meant that sales ops was able to give the sales manager information that they could use to carry on tailoring their team accordingly and you can work together. If you just presumed the sales manager is not doing their job for X, Y, and Z reason and you came at them fighting, you're going to get a very different meeting, a very different communication (laughs) style from the sales manager. It's about really trying to get to the detail as to what happened and then genuinely trying to fix it because there's usually a reason behind these things, just presuming, oh, this person is just being difficult. And getting your backup doesn't help anyone. So I know having those strained conversations can be difficult, but they're so worth it because you know what's happened is that the the relationship between myself and that sales manager was so much more stronger after that, because a lot of times there can be this feeling between sales managers and sales ops, particularly because you might be the first sales ops person that they've ever dealt with, that your whole role is about admin and tech and just being really a stickler for things and taking the fun and enjoyment out of everything. And that's not the role. Your role is about increasing the maturity of the sales team and enabling business growth through sales. That's what it's for. And that's not said well enough because the environment of sales ops, when you hear about things online, really focuses on large companies where you can have one whole person in a sales ops team whose whole job is workflows, whose whole job is fields, whose whole job is formulas, whose whole job is tech implementation. And that feels like all like analytics, for example, sometimes it's different people, but that's what the vast majority of information out there is about. And so if you as a sales manager aren't used to dealing with sales ops and the only thing you hear about sales ops is all of that stuff, that's what it feels like. And so it is up to you to make sure that they have a correct understanding about what your role is. If your role within that organization is to be the CRO manager, then cool. If it is actually to, you know, increase the maturity of the sales team and support business growth, as is the vast majority of people that listen to this podcast, because that's the people who I work with, then You want to make that clear, not by pronouncing it at the beginning of every single meeting, but by actually doing it. It's like, you know, if you want to be trusted, you have to be trustworthy. So think about that a bit, because it's very easy to get annoyed with the sales managers for a lot of reasons, but it's worth talking with them to see what's going on, because sometimes they just need to talk it out. And lots of people don't actually have other people to talk to about these things because, you know, For vulnerability reasons, for ego reasons, sometimes it's difficult for people. So it's worth talking it out once you've done a little bit of research and once you're clear-headed about these things to figure out how you can best work together. So I hope that helps. Uh, On the next episode, you'll be talking about your career in sales operations and how you can take a look at things from the beginning to make sure that you're aligning yourself accordingly because there's so many different things at play here. And I wish I had learned this in the beginning, but I learned it along the way. And that was, that was, that was still good, but it, it does help. So I'll see you next week.